Well, look who decided to show up at the office. Chris, Hello. Chris Hoff. Hey, Sam. Nice to see you again. Yeah, we haven't uh, we haven't been doing a lot of work lately. Uh, there's been no new episodes. We've done nothing since, like, October, so it's been five months. But those days are over. And that's not true. We have been working. That's true. We're working on a new series. Uh, Chris, do you want to tell them a little bit about what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, we're going to do a whole bunch of episodes basically about the history of radio. Right. We're going to take uh, different moments in radio history that are really interesting sonically, and we're going to package them in our little 90-second format. Yeah. And, well, or it might be, like, two minutes, but who knows? Or two and a half minutes. And not too long, please. And uh, we've got a great title for this series. Chris, do you uh, want to enlighten our listeners? Yes, I would. It is called Shit from the Radio We Think You Should Listen To. Here goes episode one. And he points out that sort of a kind of a symbiosis in these colonial situations where we think, you know, we're helping the Eskimo, we're doing things for the Eskimo. And, you know, he should be grateful to us. And we this is an excerpt from The Idea of North, a 1967 radio documentary about northern Canada detailed evidence on this in the George River that, you know, because we say, uh, oh, you know, the wonderful uh, Eskimo, Inland, which at that time and was quite a place to which he will play the role moving, to be assigned to him. And he will play this only as far as it, it sort of keeps us happy. There's something fairly insidious about this. And there's a great deal of dispute going on as to whether this well, is a in our impatience. The hour-long program was produced by Glenn Gould, who's primarily known as a classical pianist. Gould interviewed five people on a train heading into northern Canada. Throughout the piece, you can hear two voices talking at the same time. Like counterpoint in music, Gould lets the voices play off each other, fading in and out of focus. He called his technique contrapuntal radio. In it, the pure sound of the voices often seems more important than the words themselves. Uh, he has a good press image, of course. And I'm inclined to think we admire the Eskimo, uh, not as a stereotype, but as someone who was able to sort of live and survive. Eskimos lived, hunted, and raised children. In the settlement. And to the extent you do that, so much of your selfhood is, is given to the life there. The man is definitely the head of the household, the head of the society. The woman is only a woman. She has to stay in the background and never do you find the woman. I'm inclined to think if we will only look at the Eskimo, not as a quaint, funny little hunter or as, a, as an artist or all these ghastly cliches that cut up our literature. Uh, if we can only look upon him as a sort of a human being and adapt some of his ways of doing things, his culture, his values, I couldn't really understand his attitude. Rather than authoritarianism, a sense of community rather than a sense of individualism. Of course, it's pretty unfair, I suppose. More the world according to sound is made by Chris Hoff and Sam Harnett. The way we treated that particular baby after it was born, she would adopt the baby with a consent of her husband, of course. And they all very much hoped for a boy. Anyway, the woman came to the nursing station to have her baby, and it turned out to be a girl.